The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. Do you want to be transported back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I certainly do. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer, bottled with all-natural, uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. And it's not just about that elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. I've said it before, but I love this product. It feels like I am going to a spa every Every night, and it delivers that coveted post-vacation glow like you just returned from a tropical getaway. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code DATEABLE at OSEAMalibu.com. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care from OSEA. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DATEABLE at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use the code DATEABLE for 10% off. This episode of DATEABLE is brought to you by 500 Brunches. Meet like-minded people who share your interests over brunch. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. And that very (laughs) interesting (laughs) introduction (laughs) was by the lovely Michael Vargas, who's not 80 years old. And the woman that that just hurt my feelings, but also gave me a compliment for a a very radio-like voice, is our lovely UA. On each episode, we dissect a dating story, and today we have Jessica. Jessica, are you there? I am here. Yeah, so why don't you share with us your story? Oh, man. Um, So, um, I was dating this guy for... I mean, on and off for like 10 months, and we ended up, I mean, breaking up uh, at the end of it um, because he was like seeing someone else. Um, Ouch. Or like, I mean, yeah, that's the problem. You always think you meet someone and you're like, yeah, this is great, and then they're dating like five other people. So you guys never DTR'd? What? No, he all the time was like, no, no, it's only you. He, like, right when we met, it was like, oh, I just broke up with my girlfriend. Um, We started dating, quote-unquote. And then, you know, I thought we were more serious. I mean, because he told me we were. And then he would do all these horrible things, like we would go to a bar and he would, like, leave with another girl. And then... (laughs) I like how you're giggling through this. (laughs) And, um, 
I, I, yeah, I mean, then uh, throughout this whole thing, then we'd like quote unquote break up. But one time he was like, this isn't a breakup because we're not even together. And I was like, oh, okay. Did you call him your boyfriend? Did he call you his girlfriend? No, no, no. Like, it was definitely not that serious. But it was serious. He would, like, show up at my house in, and be like, I love you. Question, Jessica. Did did you, when he said he loved you, did you feel like you actually loved this guy? Um, oh, God, that's such a good question. Um... Yeah, it was like it was like Stockholm syndrome. Like, <laughs> I was at his house once, and I found like girls' clothes in his room, and I was just like, "That's so fucked up." And I actually remember telling him like, "It's fine. Like you can sleep with whoever you want. You can hook up and do with whatever you want with anyone." What is wrong with me? Who does that? So basically, he's not at fault at all. You are. Yeah. Basically. But this whole thing is both parties. You set the precedence for, like, what you want, right? That was totally acceptable behavior, and I put up with it, and so, like, that was fine, right? The other day, my girlfriend was like, oh, yeah, I'm going on a date. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's coming to my house at 1 a.m. No. I was like, what? Excuse me? That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's not a date. And she's like, no, no, it is. It totally is. We totally you know, like, we allow for this kind of, like, behavior, and so then it's, like, it's just perpetuates, so I, I don't know. Guys do it, women do it. I think this story brings up a great idea of, like, the psyche of what's going on. The psyche of the person who stays in a relationship, even though it's not working for them, and the psyche of the person who keeps having the relationship there, even though they're doing other things, and I kind of want to talk about the the guy's perspective a little bit on here, and I imagine this guy had just extremely low self-value. You know, this guy probably did not feel good about who he was as as a human being, and so one of the things that he needed was having several women around him to kind of make him feel better. And unfortunately, I think that's something that a lot of guys are taught, because we're not allowed to express how we feel, so we have to find a way to manage our emotions, and, you know, low self-worth is not the best one, so one of the best things that a guy can do, or seem to be a best thing, is to just kind of sleep with as many girls as possible, and not only, like, have that experience, but also continually pull the emotional, uh, the emotional feel from her to solidify his work. Michael, don't you think at some, okay, sure, maybe he had low self-esteem, or maybe this guy had really high self-esteem and he could get away with all this and still not be at fault for anything because he never defined the relationship with Jessica. He never said that he was in a monogamous relationship. So, I mean, if I were a guy, I'd be like high-fiving him. So the thing that we have here that is actually uh, pretty common is two things. We have, sorry to put this, but we have someone who's a narcissist and someone who's codependent, Mm. right? And so the narcissist is the person that wants to make sure everything that they have needed is satisfied, and then we have someone who's codependent that wants to have the relationship but will do anything for the other person to make sure the relationship is still going, even if they know that it's kind of hurting them a little bit. Does that sound... Kind of accurate? Oh, yeah. I mean, probably. And I think at 
different times. Like, I played one role, and then, like, you know, I think sometimes I played the other role. We would break up, quote-unquote, again, break up, and then um, inevitably, like, we'd always end up, quote-unquote, back together. And it was just, like, this awful cycle. So what was it that, that made you say, okay, I'm done? Are you crying? What's going on? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's just so funny. Um, well, you know, that's that's the other version of tears is laughter. Yeah. So. It, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I think the big thing was basically just all my friends hated him. You know, when I found, like, other girls' stuff in his room. And my reaction was, oh, yeah, no big deal. Like, I at first was, like, really hurt. And then I was like, oh, wait, no big deal. Like, yeah, you can totally sleep with anyone you want. It was kind of after that weekend, I was like, wow, like, I've really hit, like, an all-time low. Like, I've completely, like, lost all respect for myself. I I feel like a lot of us could relate to that Mm -hmm. because as um, independent women, something that we try to do is overcompensate. So it's like we want to come off as like the cool girl, you know, the girl that doesn't want to um, commit too fast, who's not desperate, you know, who doesn't want to have that define the relationship conversation yet. So we go the opposite way a little bit too much to the point where like, no, we can tolerate this. Yeah, no, I'm cool with this. You know, and then, then you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to prove that I am that cool girl by hurting myself as a result? You, you. It sounds like you're just walking on eggshells. Like you, the idea that you're talking about is like just walking on eggshells to do whatever you can to make sure the relationship continues. Um. I. I yeah. I. And maybe not even on eggshells, but more just. Um. You know. You allow behaviors. Um. From the other person, or you know, situations that aren't something that are okay to you. If, for example, like if you are in an open relationship and you are happy with it and you're okay with it, and you know, and that's like what you decide, and you're like, okay, this is me, this is what I want, awesome. But like, I am not that person, right? So that kind of relationship, it's like that would be like me being in one of those relationships, even though I know I'm not in. I could never do that and just being like, oh, yeah, I, I'm totally cool with that. What was it about this guy that made you stick around for so long? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, I have no idea. Um, I think I just, I, I think it was the timing. I think I was very attracted to him. When I met him, I was basically just moved to San Francisco. I didn't really know a ton of people and I didn't really know a lot of places and he just lives like this crazy awesome like lifestyle. Lives in Lower Back Heights, goes out on Polk, lives in the, you know, hangs out in the marina like, you know, when I met him. Sounds like um, you're a typical douche. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Except for you, whoever's listening that does that. You're the exception. (laughs) Um... But, you know, it was it was kind of just like this crazy thing. We, you know, we met uh, during SantaCon and had this crazy, like, one-night whirlwind SantaCon romance. I don't know. And, <laughs> SantaCon and, romance. Oh, yeah. I love it. Pretty romantic, I gotta say. Not to divulge too much detail, but I may or may not have spent the night at his house. Either way, <laughs> like, the next morning we wake up. I, the only clothes I have are obviously a Santa outfit. He actually puts his back on, and, like, we went to brunch. Well, it also just sounds like he didn't grow up or he hasn't grown up. It's that Peter Pan syndrome, and, and a lot of us go through that in San Francisco. 
a lot of us are still stuck in that. But but I wonder what, I, it feels like what you guys had was a great story. And I think sometimes we get stuck on that story, you know, of how you met or how this whirlwind romance took off. And then you uh -huh. want to make it work because it sounds like it's such a great story to tell your friends and to tell your family that you kind of create a person that's not real. Part of this is obviously your fantasy, and a part of this is his Peter Pan syndrome. And I hope that you learn from this. Are you still victim of this? Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. Um, you know, but I like, and that's what's funny. It was 10 months on and off dating, but I learned so much. It's just unbelievable. He'll still like check me out on LinkedIn, and I'm just like, bro, just, just oh, LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's taking it to a whole new I mean, level. I think, sorry, producer chiming in. I think as shitty as that situation is, and I've been in one too, so I feel you on this, I feel like every girl at some point in their life should be in a shitty situation. Hear me out before I keep going. Because you do figure out what, like, Jessica realized what she deserves now. And by having something so shitty, you know exactly what you'll never tolerate again. Oh, 100%. is in a wonderful relationship, so I think it really all... Are, are you, Jess? I, I am. It's Yay! crazy. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, sometimes we need that, uh, that, that hurricane, that tornado to kind of ruffle everything up so that we can kind of clean it up so that we're prepared for the next thing. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. Confession, I have a secret about how I've been able to update my wardrobe with only high quality but affordable pieces these last few years. And now I have to let the secret out because <laughs> they're sponsoring this episode. It's called Quince. Yeah, if you know, you know. Quince has premium European linen dresses, gorgeous washable silk tops, luxurious cashmere, and the best part, they're priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories. So no more middleman, and that's why it costs less to you. I know Julie got herself some nice cashmere pieces and at only $50 a sweater, come on. And I recently ventured into home goods. I got myself some premium cotton percale sheets, ultra cooling, and just feels like a five-star hotel every night. And it's so perfect for the upcoming hot months. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash datable for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash datable to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. Living with ADHD can be a challenge and dating with ADHD is definitely a challenge. We've heard many of you say, but finding the right care and proper tools needed to succeed can be life-changing. Done is an online ADHD care platform that can get you all the resources you need to help manage your ADHD. Unlock your path to better focus with Done. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. And because May is Mental Health Awareness Month, you can get 50% off your first consultation. That's just $99. Visit get.donefirst.com slash podcast before the end of the month to take advantage of this deal. That's get.donefirst.com slash podcast. Done. Turn ADHD into strength. 
If you love Dateable, we have a podcast you have to check out. Seeing Other People was created to help you feel less alone and more empowered by your dating life. Hosted by your soon-to-be favorite internet big sis, Alana Dunn, an early Hinge employee, modern dater, and now a fiancé, is here to guide you through whatever you're going through. And she covers the gamut of topics, from anti-dating rules, how she went from being an anxious dater to in a secure, healthy relationship, and navigating Dating Burnout. On Tuesdays, Alana brings on expert guests like dating coaches, matchmakers, psychologists, and more. And on Thursdays, Alana is joined by anonymous real-life daters who bear it all and open up about what they faced in their love lives and what they wish they knew going through it. Seeing other people will help you change your dating mindset, develop healthy dating habits, and make you feel like you actually can find what you're looking for. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and tune in every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Another way to look at this is to have better communication, like communicate your needs, communicate your boundaries. Something we never do or hardly ever do in relationships in the beginning is setting boundaries. What does cheating mean to you? What is not okay? What is okay? What are the limits? That way we know when we've crossed the line and we can actually reprimand someone for it as opposed to being like, well, the line was a little bit gray in the first place, so I'll let him get by with this or I'll I'll let her slip, slip away with this. You know, we just have to set the boundaries in the very beginning. Right. And I think, I think another point that is being brought up here is we need to trust our instincts more, people, in yeah. general. Like, uh, stuff happens, and we have a voice in our head that says, wait, maybe, maybe this isn't okay. And then what we automatically do is we start second-guessing that voice. We start shutting it down. We start saying, no, it's not a big deal, all this stuff. We need to trust that first voice. That first voice is like the voice of truth, and if we can kind of tap into that a little bit more and at least give it some leeway to kind of explore what it is that we're thinking about, I think we'd be able to kind of see these situations for what it is, as opposed to thinking, oh, we're so we're bad, no, this isn't a big deal, no, we can kind of put, put this away. Uh, which actually reminds me, John Gottman, who's one of the, the leading... Um, psychiatrist who studied uh, marriage and uh, for like 30 years and he identified which marriages works and which one doesn't and one of the things that he identified in a successful marriage the people who are married 30 40 years that are happy not just together but are happy is a thing he he uh, called the poop detector what yeah he, he, that's the name he's very good with his names poop detector successful couples what they do is they often identify things that don't sit well straight from the beginning. From the moment something happens when it doesn't sit well with you or something doesn't feel right, successful couples will talk about it right away as opposed to allowing it to build up or last 10 months later down the road. That's so, it's so easy to say, but so hard in practice because I know so many couples who have problems in the beginning and individually they go, I'll let it slip by. I can tolerate this. I'm learning to accept her or him as who he or she is. And then it builds up and it turns into resentment. I love that idea. It's just, it's hard in practice. Yep. So we got to catch the poop early. (laughs) I thought you meant like, 
couples who poop together stay together, which I actually- They have two toilets. If you had those like back-to-back -to -back toilets, you just like take a shit together. We're done with this podcast. We have the wisdom. Right? Yeah, we have the wisdom. That is the key to a long-lasting marriage. Both take a shit together once yeah. a week. <laughs> Everybody poops. Poop, to, poop with your lover. Dot com. <laughs> buying it. Buying it now. You think I'm kidding? We're buying it now. Well, what's... Okay, so Jess, if... Do you like how I call you Jess? Like, like yeah, I love it. I totally, it, yeah, like best friend. If you yeah. saw that guy now, what would you say to him? If you just like randomly ran into him on the street, what would you say to him? You know what? I honestly would probably hide or like duck or like. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I. I. I don't know what I would say to him. Um, thank you. Um, you know, you taught me how. Um, no person in a relationship should be treated thank you but I you know I, I I would probably run I would I would probably run I would if I saw him I would probably just turn around and run away Michael do you have a question of the day yes I do oh. Sally Sue asked how do I know when I found the right one well that's really we go from pooing together that's it. To <laughs> When you're able to poop together in back-to-back -to -back yeah. toilets, you know you found the right one. I hate this fucking question. Sorry, I'm going to get angry. Because you'll never know until you found the right one, until you die and then you're like, oh, that was the right one. It's like a hindsight question. So you just have to go with it and be like, yeah, I think this is it. So what? Well, I guess maybe what would lead us more into that direction then? Well, I think, I, I mean, I think there has to be, you know, like, have you heard that thing about work, about the... 70 30 or the 80 20 like in a job like you know if it's 80 percent of stuff you love and 20 percent is like meh or it's you know 70 percent you love 20 percent is like meh it's okay and like 10 percent is like I hate it mm -hmm. they say like if that's like kind of your job breakdown like you're doing all right I I don't know I kind of feel like you know obviously you know every human is different you know when you're in a relationship there will be things that you're inevitably just going to be like, yeah, this is great. Um, and then there will always be things about another person that you're just like, God, like the way that person picks their nose is really annoying. Why get like, why do they do it that way? Hey, it's, Jessica, you know, what do you think about a guy who blows uh, bubbles on your stomach? Oh my gosh. When? Like when? <laughs> when? <laughs> when? On the first You're walking down the street, of course, to Trader Joe's. I mean, that could that could be adorable. I I, I don't know. Oh, I'm, it I'm could trying be to, adorable. It could it could no. be it it could be. But you know, it's also I think it depends. Like, is this like date one? Is this date like fifty? <laughs> like, you know, did I just eat like a giant meal? Oh, you know, like, <laughs> what's going on? Right. Um, I think for me, I know that I found the right one. If something really awesome happens to me or something really terrible happens to me and they're the first person I want to call. Mm. That is yeah. like the, the first person that pops in my head. I have to tell this person or I have to get this person person's opinion or I have to ask for this person's help. It's like having that, that partner in crime. You know, you're someone who's always on your side. That's when you know. For me, a couple of things is one, like I guess what's important to me is humor, and if we can make each other laugh all the time, I think that's a really good indicator. Um, also, if this person just gives me energy for the most part, like if we energize each other pretty consistently, uh, I think 
I think those two are very good indicators of, okay, this person's worth my time. Let me find more about who she is. I love that. Oh, and when she blows on my stomach too, I know we're in complete pink. Oh, so you like to receive as well? Okay. What? No, he, wait, he's what? A, I... He's equal opportunist. He receives and gives. That's good. That's great. The blowing goes both ways. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we're going to end this here. Don't forget to submit your stories. And remember, you can always remain anonymous. We can change your name. We can change the names of the people in your story. We want to make sure you're safe in this really scary dating universe. And last but not least, Michael. Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is recorded in San Francisco. We would like to thank our sponsor, 500 Brunches, for making this happen. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. Mm-hmm.